Hey folks, if you're being treated for anxiety and depression and you're still struggling, consider joining one of my DBT groups. Skills groups are a supportive, inclusive, cost-effective way to get the skills you need to create the life you want. Go to my website, rebeccashackney.com slash groups for more information. Hi, I'm Rebecca Shackney. As a psychotherapist, I spend my days helping parents and teens connect and communicate more effectively. But as a mom, I don't always practice what I preach. I tell my clients to pick their battles and be gentle with themselves and their teens. But I'm no perfect mother. It's hard to stay calm when my teen or tween is saying all their problems are my fault. But like everyone else, I'm trying to do better. This is A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice. With a teen mental health crisis raging, many parents are at a loss as to how to support their kids and ease the tension at home. In the next several episodes, I'll share the DBT skills I teach my clients and use with my own kids. My goal is to help you empathize and connect with your teen so everyone suffers less. In today's episode, I'm talking about problem-solving options. I don't know about you, but I've been struggling a lot lately, and so have a lot of my clients. Seasonal depression has hit me hard, and the things that typically work have been less effective. But I'm doing my best to keep at it. Yesterday, one of my teen clients told me he'd had a really bad day. He'd gotten bad news. He was waitlisted at his dream college. He'd been told by everyone that admission was as much as guaranteed. For months, he'd been counting on getting in, and he couldn't picture himself anywhere else. He was understandably devastated. When he found out last night, he started having self-destructive urges again, and they were so powerful he almost acted on them. It had been so long since he'd had such intense urges. He'd been working so hard in therapy, and he thought that all this was behind him. He was feeling like a failure, like he just wanted to give up. Totally understandable. It can be really scary when you're taken off guard by a setback. In this case, the client was having an understandable reaction to a really upsetting situation. But for him, it felt so much like past moments of struggle that he felt like he had returned to square one. Like all of the work he had been doing was for nothing. And that feeling made him feel like giving up and giving in to old urges. I asked, did you act on your urges? No, but the intensity of my emotion was so strong, and I felt like I couldn't handle it. What'd you end up doing? I watched some TV to distract myself, and then I went to bed. How are you feeling now? A little bit better, but still not great. And you didn't act on your urges? No. This is a huge win. What do you mean? I feel like crap. I know, and that stinks. And you didn't do anything to make the situation worse. Think about the last time you acted on your urges. It was when you and Jessica broke up. You got drunk, 
cut your legs and ended up in the hospital. Yeah, that really sucked. And I had to give up the lead in the musical, and I missed tryouts for the all-county band. Right! Acting on your urges didn't fix the original problem, and it created a lot of other problems for you. But I still feel lousy. I know. I wish I could take away your pain in this moment. I really do. I know how important getting into that college is. When we have problems in life, we have choices about how to respond. You can solve the problem. In this case, your problem is a wait-and-see situation that can't be easily solved. You can change how you feel about the problem. Last night, you weren't in a position to take a step back and regulate your emotions. The intensity was such that it was difficult to think reasonably last night. You can change how you feel about the problem. Last night, you weren't in a position to take a step back and regulate your emotions. The intensity was such that it was difficult to think reasonably. You can tolerate the problem. Use skills to distract yourself so you don't act on your self-destructive urges. This is what you did. By watching TV and going to bed, you tolerated the problem. The fourth way to handle a problem is to stay miserable or make the situation worse. You didn't act on your urges, and you didn't end up back in a hospital or worse. Sometimes being skillful does not result in feeling better. Sometimes our skills just help us tolerate pain. You got through a painful moment without doing something you'd regret. That's a huge win. When you're ready, we can talk about feeling better about the problem, checking the facts and figuring out what you might be telling yourself that's not based in reality. But here's what I know. A good friend of mine is a high school English teacher. Every year he has students who don't get into their dream schools, and they catastrophize that their lives are ruined as a result. Inevitably, they come back a year later after being in whatever college they get into, and they tell him how happy they are. This rejection is not the end of the world. It's understandably painful, and it won't destroy you. Working hard in therapy doesn't guarantee a pain-free life. However, it really helps all of us get through difficult moments, whether it's a disappointment or a seasonal increase in depression. Doing the work makes any problem more manageable. Thanks so much for joining me today for A Therapist Takes Her Own Advice. Remember, the information shared here today is not a replacement for treatment with a licensed professional. If you've connected with what you've heard here and want to work with me, go to my website, rebeccashackney.com, and send me a message through my contact page. And please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Listen.